Hey, patrons, just a little secret message for you. Hey, let me know. Uh, say Saskamoola uh, to me to let me know you uh, listen to this message, like in the RSS feed, in a podcasting app. Uh, and if you're a 10 or $20 patron, uh, say Saskastranger. Uh, so let me know you're listening to the sleep to sh- instant sleep to strange episodes that come out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, thanks and thanks for supporting the show. We want to get these messages out there because uh, uh, like uh, you're the key to the podcast. Thanks. Uh, hey, you all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do it with a med- bedtime story. I think I said medtime story. Uh, all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts uh, you're thinking about, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, weather, noise, you know, noisy neighbors, noisy, noisy house stuff, settling, house settling. I heard, you know, I've heard about that. I don't know anything about it. again apartment, but I've heard about that. I think there was a uh, um, curb your enthusiasm episode. But okay, whatever scheme you wake, I'd like to, to take your mind off that. Uh, that that's what. So the safe place. That's what I meant to talk about. Uh, the safe place. Here's how it works. I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, you know, circular logic. If you, you know, barely, you know, you could barely it, per circular illogic. I've got a, I've got a license to to, to illogically, uh, you know, string together things. Um, what else? Uh, <laughs> forgetfulness, forgetful narrator. Um, but if you're new here, uh, let's see. Let me set this up real quick. The structure of the show, five minutes at the top of the show for business since it's a sleep podcast. That helps us keep the show free and keep making it. We got oh, well over 500 archived episodes you can check out as well. Then we have an intro. Intros are about 12 to 14 minutes. Uh, they're long. They're rambling. They're a little bit senseless. So they kind of get you in the mood. A lot of people listen to them to fall asleep. Some people listen to them as part of their bedtime routine. Uh, some people skip them. And the time stamp should be down there in the show notes somewhere. But it kind of gives you a sense of what the show is, especially if you're new. I don't know if it'll give you a good sense of what it'll give you. I don't know if it'll give you. It'll give you a few like sense of what the podcast is. And here's the other things you know you need to know. You don't really need to listen. I'll be here for about an hour to take your mind off of stuff. Uh, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here an hour to keep your keep you company. You take your mind off stuff, keep you company. You know, but, but it's like the kind of company I'm keeping you company. You don't got to keep me company. It's like a it's like a, you're under no obligation to listen to me, entertain me, hear me. Or, you know, ideally you will fall asleep because I'll scorch you or distract you as you cross over the threshold from wake to sleep into the arms of Morpheus or, you know, whatever suitable sleep sleep uh, deity you prefer. Or just, you know, pill, you know like a stave puff marshmallow person, but in pillow form, the stave puff per- pillow person. Like kind of like the good like that Goodyear dude, but it non not the Goodyear dude, more of a pillow, like a pillow, you know, something like that. So to say, hey, I'm going to put you in my pillowy embrace, as I like to say uh, when I get you know when I get my Fuji Fujis on, uh, I say you know pillowing you softly with my words, pillowing you softly, and then I say, but I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't keep that up, but. uh so if you're new here, that's about it. Podcast is a little bit different. doesn't doesn't work for everybody, but usually on the second or third try, you'll know. And uh, the whole idea of the podcast is to put you at ease. And a lot of it, I don't like. I made the I've been making the podcast now for three and a half years, almost. I think maybe no, I guess that is three and a half years. And I mean, I know how to do it, but I don't exactly know what I'm doing. And uh, you could have a chuckle at that. That's fine. And I don't know. I, I kind of suspect why it works. Don't exactly know why it works. 
But part of it is like, like I want to put you at ease. I want you to make you feel welcome. And it's kind of like a routine where you, you get a treat. I mean, the treat is you don't have to listen to me. Uh, for some people, the treat might be the podcast just shuts off after five minutes. But ideally, for you, you kind of drift away. And I keep blathering. But it gets further and further away. You know, to have something on your bedtime to look forward to, to put you at ease. To say, uh, uh, and, and I mean, the reason this is on my mind is, is so I just got home from work maybe like uh, 40 minutes ago. And this particular the night of the week, I get home from work. Uh, I, I, I ate at 8 before, I, like I ate on my way back here because I get home a little bit later this particular night. And then what I do is I have Koa's routine. Koa's my dog, if you, if you haven't listened before, you're new. K-O-A. She's a sweet, sweet dog. And she's very, uh, like, excited. When I get home, she's very excited. I feel like, I, I feel like uh, it's wonderful to come home. She's wagging her tail. And she's smiling. My dog, she, she does smile. or She's baring her teeth, but in a way of like, hey, so good to see you. And then she sniffs, and then she comes running outside, and then we have a routine, like usually a couple, like but not a not a strict routine, but a routine. Uh, usually she'll like to kind of pace around and, and pick something up, like one of her toys, and present it to me. Then she'll like me to walk behind her, kind of like I'm chasing her, but it's in slow motion. Well, faster than slow motion. But it's like kind of like a prep play or something to kind of get her excitement out. And I'll say, oh, I'll never catch you, Koa. I'll never catch you. And then I'll even pretend like she'll hold her toy out. Like I, I'm going to try to catch it. And then she'll pull it away at the last minute. You, you, even dogs do this to me. I mean, it, clearly this is what kind of humans have been doing to me for a while. And then she'll run off. And we do this for a while. Then she'll take a decision. Does she want to take it to a play level? Like, does she need some exercise? Usually she'll, like, relieve herself at some point. And then I think after that she decides, like, does she want to play or go for a W-A-L-K? Which I won't say the word because she might be listening. And, like, then we'll make that decision. And if she decides to play, like, she has a couple different routines she likes to do. One is she'll take that, we'll do actual chasing where she'll pick her toy up and then I'll try to catch her and get her toy away from her. We'll do some tug of war. But usually it's like, like kind of like a version of hide and seek or uh, keep away. She's keeping her toy away from me and I'm chasing her around. If we go on a WALK, that's like pretty standard, you know, go for a WALK. And then she has another strange game she likes to play. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. It's uh, like, uh, it's a strange one and I don't know how we came up with it, but she'll, she'll pretend to eat some grass and then I'll say, oh no, don't eat grass. And then she'll run really fast. And, and so then I like, and then she'll stop like super fast. I mean, like lightning fast. My dog is fast. I mean, I'm talking wind sprints. And then I'll like, then she'll stop at another p- 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 patch of grass and she'll stare at me. And I'll, like, get in a, a stance, and she'll be in a stance, and I say, do not eat any grass. Like, this is, like, I think it's called the Teenage Rebellion game. And I'll say, do not eat any grass. And then she'll reach down, and she'll bite some grass, and then I'll, like, go after her, and then she'll sprint again. And then we'll do that. Like, uh, and she's running very, very fast, so she's getting, like, it's like Tabata timing or something or whatever those things are, farfing, like interval training. And we just do that. And, and she doesn't actually eat the grass. And, you know, she does eat grass. When she's eating grass, she's eating grass. This is a game. She'll just bite the grass and drop it. And then I'll say, don't. And this is what a lot, of, a lot of it. I say, don't do it. Don't do it. Do not eat the grass. And then she'll just bite the grass and then run. And then she'll be tired. And then, we'll, like, and I know she's done. She'll just run right inside. That's how the game's over. Or if it's warm out, if it's not, this is after work game time. If the sun was still out or is still warm, she would just stop and say, okay, it's time for you to pet me now. But in this case, she'll go inside and then I know it's time to go inside and pet her. And this was the first time today I've had co, I don't know, four or five years uh, that I realized <laughs> this would be cruel. It's the first time I actually did pet her was today, but no, no, that's not true. But I realized I go in there 
And at first she just wants like a regular dog pet, you know, like pet her side or pet her back, you know, like some sort of, uh, like, like today I felt like I was refilling her petting, like, like, I mean, like almost like dogs need some sort of contact or, uh, what do you call that? Uh, I don't know what the soft word is, but you know, like, uh, it's not comfort, but I think you know what I mean. It's something you provide for loved ones in your life. So I'm petting her and petting her, but it was almost like, I, like at this time I felt like I was refilling her petting bowl. And like I said, like, so, cause sometimes I've been like, how long am I going to do this for? Like, really? Or is this the right style? Am I petting my dog the right style? But most of the time she just wants this regular run of the mill petting, you know, whether it's her sides or her back, you know, head to toe, you know, just like you'd pet a dog. I think she just groaned or maybe some sort of dog that lives inside me just groaned. But, uh. Today I said, like this, this well-adjusted voice within me, Orkoa has developed some sort of psychic power. I said, you just pet her until you're done, till, till her petting bowl's re- refilled. And so I said, all right, I guess that makes sense. Like she's been, she's been chilling all day. I got home from work. She wants to be petted to get her petting back up to like a, a tolerable, to say, okay, I'm loved now. I remember I'm a loved dog. And now I've been recharged. My petting, you know, my pet meter is back in the green zone. It had been run down because they'd been sitting around wondering when somebody's going to come home and pet me. Now you petted me, and now I've gotten my, I wish I knew what the word was. I don't know. You, you all know what it is. It's it's some good thing you do for people. But, but so, because then once her petting, once that style of petting was charged, then she switched up to like some sort of spoil. She said, no, no, now I want you to scratch my butts. And I said, okay, well, that's a different beast. I mean, this is a different treat. You know, that's like a, so then you're into spoiling and saying, oh, what a good girl, you know, or uh, like saying, well, now I'd prefer, you know, give me some belly scratches or whatever. And I think this podcast is not the belly scratches. It's just the first part. Like, uh, and I don't think a machine could do that. Obviously, I hear the scientists and the uh, inventors out there saying, well, maybe we could get some sort of pet. You know, if uh, Wayne Zielinski and the Zielinski Institute, or probably at this point Wayne Zielinski's kids are listening, you know, do you, we, we could shrink your dog down or whatever, and then it'd be easier to pet. But no, like, uh, like, and I think, like, even humans have that. I mean, I mean I'm, mean, i like, making light of it, but it's also true. I think that Shikoa really said, well, you know, I need to remember that I'm a cared-for pet, so just pet me for about, uh, I don't know, for her about eight, it felt like 8,000 times. It was probably only 50. And that's why I tell her, too. You know, I don't say this, but I say every time I pet you, it feels like I've petted 50, you know. But uh, I'm just kidding. I, I got to deflect this with humor. I just love my dog. I mean, what can I say? I'm a human being. I love my dog. Uh, but just like just like dogs, humans, and you know, other pets too, except for maybe fish and turtles. I don't know about those ones or the non-petting pets. But uh, you know, we have this uh, this very real thing in us, and sometimes it needs to be refilled. And sometimes we need to be comforted. In this case, it's not going to, you know, give any, you know, it doesn't do the high-end petting. Like, Koa was a second round, say, uh, well, and maybe it doesn't even fulfill all the needs that a dog needs. But my theory, one of the theories that drives this podcast is at bedtime, maybe I could provide a little comfort, a little less seriousness, like, uh, I don't know, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I don't feel like I'm like a... Uh, like, yeah, I'm just there to get pet co- Coa's petting back up to the green zone. For this podcast, it's like, yeah, you've had a long day. If you have trouble sleeping, it's a rigmarole. It's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of tossing and turning. I've been there. And this style of podcast and my voice and my humor, it doesn't suit everybody. Uh, but I hope it suits you that it can come in and it can it, it can start to drain out. You know, I can't I, obviously I can't pet you via podcast, and I don't even know... You know, most people, you know, let's not, let, let's just keep it. This relationship seems to work, right? I'll, I'll, I'll ramble and you listen. Kind of like a so, so, Sonic petting or something. I'd like to pet Sonic the Hedgehog. Holy cow. I've, I've probably dreamed about that. That's the, when people say, Scoots, what celebrity do you look, most look like? I'd say, uh, Sonic at age 40. You know, do, do they have any, do you, have you seen any pictures of Sonic at age 40? 
it probably, you know, unfortunately, I probably look like uh, not Sonic at age 40, but, uh, you know, I f- I'll tell you what, I feel like Sonic at age 24, but uh, in my, you know, when I'm, when I'm pretending to be Sonic the Hedgehog. But so, I don't know, it, 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 like this podcast is here to kind of put you at ease, to give you a little bore giggles, and to kind of do that, to kind of like, uh, maybe not refill your bedtime thing, to kind of drain it out if, if that balloon of seriousness starts to inflate about the past, the present, the future. Hopefully I can counteract that. And for some people, the great striving I do with this show the heights I aim for is to make some people look forward to bedtime. And I can't do that for everybody. That's a very high goal. Because uh, believe me, I know what it's like to dread going to bed. So I don't know. I guess if you're new here, give this podcast a few tries. You know, check out the reviews. Most people say, you know, we're, first time I didn't know what the heck I was listening to. He was talking about petting Sonic the Hedgehog. And then the second episode, I realized he was talking about something different. Then I said, oh, okay, I get it now. But yeah, it won't work for everybody. I hope it works for you because, like I said, I've been there. And even if you're going through something I've never been through, I can kind of relate to it. And, I, you know, this is my way of trying to be, be helpful and be of service if I can. And so that's why I say every episode, I'm glad you're here. Not only do I hope, not only do I work very hard, I yearn to help you fall asleep. So thanks for coming by. All right, everybody, it's time for our second, it's time for, like, I guess it could be the second episode. It's the second episode I'm making of our new series that is yet untitled and right now. But when you're hearing it, it might be titled. So I don't know, like, there's not much of an introduction because these are kind of also, it's an episodic uh, procedural. Um, You don't know if there's really any setup, any need. This is just a story. uh, It gets like, hi, I'm here to help you fall asleep. Hope you enjoyed that intro. Um, And I'm going to, as soon as I, literally, I'm not even kidding. As soon as I'm done, I'm going to go scratch co behind the ears. And then I'll pat her head and I'll say, what a good dog you are. All right. So, uh, yeah, I'll turn it over to our narrator. Thanks and uh, good night. All right. Hey, everybody. This is a, a, a telling you about the case of the missing moose. I haven't talked to G yet, but I'll tell you uh, what's happened thus far. You know, after one of those last cases, I don't know if it was the case of the busting the dust or the dust busting case. Uh, well, maybe that was one of the ones I read, the case of the dust busters. But I was really feeling like uh, I, I said, well, I need a treat. And I know G had said, uh, you know, get out there and explore the world. And I was thinking to myself, uh, you know what I miss uh, from my days on planet Earth? Tall, cold glass of milk, M-I-L-K, sweaty glass. And then I started thinking about the milk, and then I started thinking about chocolate milk, and, you know, it went from there, sweaty glass, too. And I said, well, isn't this a world that I'm in now? Isn't it a... I should go look for some milk. I deserve some milk. It'll get me out of the house here. And this is the countryside, and I haven't been, I, I, I guess I got to get out of the house. And I started, and I, at first I didn't even know what was happening. Next thing I know, I was walking, and my feet were moving. And I passed someone, and I said, uh, afternoon, and they said, good morning, actually. And I said, oh, thanks, good morning, here in the big farm. And they were walking pretty fast, so I almost mentioned to them that I needed, to, you know, to, I needed some milk. Or I'm looking for milk. And I had explored a little bit, but things change. This is a different world, you know. It's not a, like a regular street and you get a map. But I went over a couple of hills, and the next thing I know... I see in front of me a giant gnome, a G, you know, one of those gnomes, G-O-N, G, you know, gnome, like a garden gnome, but uh, a large one, three, four stories high. And I noticed a family. There was kids in the windows, and there was blankets, and there was, uh, there was commotion. 
And there was a mother, and I said, well, it's no, it's not a no, it's a, it actually might be a garden gnome home. And there was a father, and he was kind of directing traffic from outside, and I noticed the gnome's eyes were windows. There was a kid's head sticking upside down, sticking out the nose. And, you know, I said, this is, a, and he said, he saw me walk, and he looked at me, and he shrugged his arms. And I said, is your home a gnome? And he said, it is. He he wasn't happy. He wasn't displeased with me. But he said, it is. He goes, I, he goes, I don't know. He goes, yesterday we had a home. Now our home's a gnome. You're right. And he said, it's a disaster. And then the kids were arguing because he said it, it, we could hear them. But he was also the kids, all the kids. I think I don't know how many kids he had a lot. But all the kids wanted to live in the eyes. So like each, I guess each eye was a bedroom, and it had a big eye window. And I said, "Well, did you?" And I wondered. I didn't ask him this. I wondered if you pulled the shutters, you know, from the outside with the uh, with the gnome's eyelids closed, because I would want that room too. Uh, but I said, "It I, I was like," uh, uh, he said, "What can I do for you?" And I kind of felt bad asking because they said, like, then I said, maybe this is my case. I said, your, your home became a gnome. How, how did that happen? And he said, trickster god activity. And I said, trickster god activity. And he said, yeah, one of the trickster gods, maybe from, he goes, I don't know where from. He goes, I don't know if it's, you know, it could be from anywhere, you know, filtered over here. He goes, I think they were probably listening in. We were talking about it. Because, you know, irritating wish fulfillment. He goes, I don't think I said it, but someone said, you know, I wish my gnome was a home or something. My home was a gnome. Maybe they even miss it. He goes, I don't know. He goes, but he goes, you got to roll with it. He goes, up here, you roll with it. He goes, our home's a gnome. He goes, I think he goes, everything seems intact, just moved around. And he goes, keeps kids busy. He goes, he goes, I'm not really that. He put out, he goes, you know, gives us something to do all day. And really, I would have liked to have one of the rooms in the eye. It's just a bed up there, right in the eye cavity. There's just a bed, just size, bed in an eye, a real nice, tight room. But he said, yeah, he goes, I don't know. He goes, it's just, he goes, what can I, what can we do? He goes, you, he goes, you didn't see any trickster gods last night, did you? And I, I thought to myself, I didn't even, I'd never seen a trickster. I didn't say, and he goes, well, what can I do you for? And I said, I'm looking for a tall, cool glass of milk, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm new, pretty new around. He goes, oh, you're new. I thought I heard about you. You've been sticking close to home, huh? Don't worry about the trickster guys. They won't bother you. You just, he goes, you know, it just gives you something to uh, deal with. He goes, so you're looking for a tall glass of milk. He goes, see, were you thinking about one of those tall, sweaty glasses of milk back from, uh, he goes, what are you, from Earth? Uh, and that threw me off. He goes, don't worry, I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you a hard time. He goes, one of those sweaty glasses of milk. Then were you thinking about the uh, chocolate milk? And he told me he was from, uh, he grew up in, he goes, there used to be this place at the New York State Fair called the Rainbow Milk Bar. And you could get a shot of chocolate milk for a quarter, and it was cold and cool and thick and uh, delicious. And he must have seen me, my mouth dropped open, and I was drooling. He goes, yeah, he goes, you just head down to Jerry's Dairy. He goes, that's the spot to go. And he said, that's where you'll get, he goes, the best milk. He's got the loudest cows and the best milk in town. And he said, just off that way, you know, just bear right over a few bends. You'll see, he goes, you may smell it. He goes, Jerry's the one farm, one dairy. You'll smell it. You hear it before you smell it. Uh, then you'll see it. And, you know, just watch your step. And then one of the kids yelled, Dad, where is he? Is he going to Jerry's dairy? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, I'm sending him to Jerry's dairy. And the kid said, watch out for a grouchy, 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 something. I couldn't quite hear it because, uh. The kid was hanging from the inside of the nose, and the mother was like, get back in this nose. Uh, and then some other kids were, you know, we live in a gnome. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. They live in a gnome. And so I had, I said, thank you. Have a great day. I appreciate your help. And I headed off. And 
I was listening for loud cows. I said, what do, what do loud cows do? And as I started journeying, I started hearing this noise, uh, a bit like a paper. I said, sound, I said, at first I said, is that what the cows sound like? But it sounded more like sawing or paper flap. I said, what is that noise? Uh, some sort of grinding and flapping. And I could have sworn I didn't know if it was my body or if it was the earth was vibrating. And then as I crested another small hill, down the hill was a small cabin. And that's where the sound was coming from. And it hit me, it was snoring. There was a terrible snoring coming from this house. It really, really, I said, there must be, so I wonder if that's a trickster god's trick, a really loud, loud snoring. And then I remembered to watch out for the grouchy grouch. And I thought they said something about it, like a candy cane, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, chimney, which just had a striped chimney, a little bit like a candy cane. It wasn't made from a candy cane, just painted with stripes that you could, you know, use that as a comparison. But yeah, there was snoring coming from that house. And, and then I said, maybe the grouch is asleep. So I, I walked slow and I walked quiet. And I, I, I said, well, let me get by here. And I tried not to breathe as I got close, you know, as the road crossed and there was snoring. It was, I, I, I felt like I was shaking in my boots with the snoring. I could feel the movement of the palate, the upper palate, the lower palate, the tongue, the nostrils, the whole, but it sounded very clean, like a clean quality snore of a quality slumber. And it kind of put me a little bit at ease if I wasn't worried as this is the grouch and I'm going to wake the grouch up. So I tiptoed by there. And right as I was cresting the next hill, the snoring st- stopped and uh, I heard some, what, 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 you know, coming from the house. And I quick went over the hill and back down. But then as I was headed back down the hill, snoring started again. And then I kept walking up over a few hills and down a few hills and started to enjoy the walk. And we kind of forgot about, I, I, I thought the cows would bring my attention, but then I smelled cows. Uh, I didn't hear anything. I said, well, maybe it's the day. I said, when are cows, when do cows make noise? So I kept moving up and down the hills until I saw a dairy with the uh, the big round silo or whatever. I said, where they, I said, that must be where they keep the cows' food. I tried to remember if I'd been at a dairy. I said, "Will this be like a normal dairy or what? Uh, and as I got closer, I noticed uh, people walking away from the dairy. And it was going to pass before I got there. A couple of people, some were going in other directions, but I passed this one man. And I said, how you doing? Um, is that Jerry's Dairy up there? Loud as good. I don't hear any cows. And he said, it's a shame. It's a shame. I said, well, what's the shame? He goes, well, the dairy. He goes, uh, he goes well, I'll let Jerry. He goes, uh, he goes, you, he goes, do you, he goes, you think they, he goes, I can't believe they can't make dark chocolate milk. He goes, either, he goes, you think the milk, cho-, he goes, you think chocolate milk is milk chocolate milk? And I said, I don't know, but I'm fixing for a glass of chocolate milk. I don't know if it's milk, just chocolate milk. I don't know if it's milk chocolate milk or dark. I think it's just chocolate milk that I know of uh, or that I'm used to. I was like, are you saying there's a, he, does he have more than one? He goes, he doesn't have any milk. Uh, he goes, but he can't get it straight. So he goes, exactly. He goes, he should have more. He goes, he goes, I want more than just chocolate milk. And so I said, okay, well, it's a, it's a tough business. And I headed towards an, a Jerry's Dairy, and I smelled the cows. I started to see the cows grazing, and I noticed how very quiet it was. And then right at the edge of the property stood uh, overall wearing a sad-faced man in a straw cap, uh, 
beside a cow, leaning on a cow. And would you believe it or not, he had a name tag that said Jerry on there. And I said, Jerry, Jerry, this, this is your, is this Jerry, this your dad? I go, I'm, li- I'm out looking for some milk. But that person just told me you don't, are you out of milk? And Jerry clasped me on the shoulder. He said, you're the new guy that doesn't leave his place, huh? Been wondering if you're going to come by and get some milk. He goes, you know, I have a milk delivery service subscription. I could set you up. Uh, he goes, where well, I could have. And he goes, you, you look like you could drink some milk and some chocolate milk. And, cool. and I said, yeah, that's, I've been thinking about it. He said, well, it's a shame. My cows lost their moves last night. And I said, what do you mean? And this was kind of a long conversation. But uh, he said, uh, some point last night, they stopped mooing. He goes, these cows, they moo all day long, all day night. Moo. He goes, that's what keeps it. He goes, that moo, moo, you know, he goes, he goes, I don't, he goes, I don't know if they're communicating or that's just like, uh, he goes, it just comes out of them, but he goes, it's part of the process of why my milk is so good. He goes, they're the loudest cows. I'm sure you heard, he goes, I'm sure you heard, but you don't even get a chance to hear it. Uh, He goes, they moo and they moo and that's what makes my milk so good. And he said, they stopped mooing, no milk, uh, and all the, you know, all the milk we had. He goes, I guess it wasn't, he goes, it's different, you know, he goes, I guess it was dependent on their mooing, because it's no good either. And he goes, the cows, they don't moo anymore. And I, at first I said, I'm sorry, and I saw my shoulders and went away, but then I thought about Gene. And I said, this is my case, the case of the missing moos. Uh, and I said, Jerry, I want to help you. I think I'm supposed to help you. Plus, I would like some milk. I'd love to get you. I go, what, you so your moves went missing last night. And he said, well, he goes, it's, he goes, I don't know if I need your help. He goes, the cows just stopped mooing. And he said, I think maybe it's a sign that I'm not, I would have loved to get you this milk. But he goes, run in this dairy. He goes, I, he goes to, to, to be honest, I'm kind of relieved the cows stopped mooing. Because uh, he was having this popular milk, uh, he, uh, he goes, never mind. He goes, don't worry, you don't need to. And I said, no, 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 I'm I'm here. I'm looking for ways to help, and I'm looking for mysteries to solve. And I said, do you know why the cows stopped mowing? He goes, I don't. And I said, well, that's a mystery then. And he goes, yeah, but it's not like you just, he goes, uh, he goes what if it's not a mystery? And I said, well, it is a mystery because we don't. And I said, please, don't uh, I'm on the case, uh, uh, Jerry, the case of the missing moose. And I, I think I need to start looking for some clues to find these missing moose. And he said, oh, you do? And, and then we had a laugh. Uh, and he said, well, that's fine. Uh, and he, I said, do you have, has anything suspicious been going on? And he said, yeah, my cow stopped mooing last night. That was pretty suspicious. Uh, and I said, okay, did it happen suddenly or slowly? And he goes, well, I woke up suddenly because I wasn't here. He goes, I think I sleep good because of the mooing, and I didn't hear the mooing, so I woke up and there was no mooing. First, I didn't even notice. I just knew something was strange. Then I looked out the window, and I saw the moon, and I saw my cows, and I said, something strange. And then I got up, and I went downstairs, and I thought about... uh, he said, I'm not, you know, maybe I need some more milk because I can't, like, they started thinking about all the, these boxes of letters. And and I said, boxes of letters? He goes, oh, yeah, he goes, I get a lot of letters. People uh, are bigger letter writers up here on a big farm. And he goes, then I, I noticed that, uh, that's when I realized the cow, he said, the cows aren't mooing. And I went outside and looked at the cows, they were all there. And they weren't making a sound, and I massaged them, and I danced around them. And I said, maybe this is, and then I tried to go back to sleep, and then the next, you know, that was his last night's, uh, you know, and I left my milk out and drink it. And I said, well, I'm sure I'm trying to collect some, I said, what are the boxes of letters? He goes, well, you know, it goes letters of people that don't like the milk and people that do like the milk, uh, that kind of stuff. You know, personal course, but I guess business correspondence. Uh, 
He goes, to be honest, I'm a pi- I, I, I make piles. I don't. I, I look at the letters and then I put them in this box. And he goes, I guess it's a flaw of mine. I don't like dealing with them. He goes, but people usually come and they ask me, did you get my letter? And then we just talk about it anyway. Like uh, somebody doesn't, they want dark chocolate milk. And they said, is this, they said, this isn't honest. You're, you're serving chocolate milk. It's milk, chocolate, milk. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it's chocolate milk. And, and they said, well, why don't you have dark chocolate milk then? And it was really, so that was easier to handle in person. But letters like that, uh, you know, some letters are about, uh, he goes, yeah, just take it. He goes, there's a couple of boxes. Uh, I don't think you're going to find anything. He goes, it's just a weird thing. And I said, Jerry, let me, let me, and he goes, I said, I'm on the case. So I took the boxes of letters and I headed back to my place and I snuck past the snoring cabin where the snoring was still going on. And I went past the gnome home where, you know, stuff, there's pillows falling out. I, I, I went by there quickly because I want to be home in time for nightfall to go see G. So then I said, you know, saw to her and waited for her to get in bed and to get a hold of me. And then I went went and saw her back at her place. And she said, oh. And I said, we've got a case. I left. First, first we talked for a while. She said, I was a little giddy to tell her that I left and went on an adventure and that we had a case. So she squealed and we jumped on her bed and then her parents looked in and they said, why, you know, they can't, they couldn't see me. So they, you know, they were, why are you jumping in your bed? And what, what case are you talking about? Case of the missing moves. You and, you know, go, you may go to sleep, honey. And then, so then we were, and then we were like, we were whispering, you know, we've got a case, we've got a case, uh, case of the missing moves. And she said, so what do we got? And I said, well, we got some clues. They said, here is a box of correspondence for the dairy. And so we started looking through the correspondence. And some of it was uh, it was interesting. We learned a lot. We did. Like there were some letters like about the ch- flavors of chocolates. Uh, there was letters from the dairyman, uh, Jerry, to... Uh, the, the higher authority saying, yeah, I don't know if they, I guess he didn't mail them, but I don't know if you need to mail those letters. Uh, this was interesting. I said, what is this correspondence here? What would G, you know, she, uh, she corresponds with me and then I can go see her. So it makes sense on some level, but there was uh, letters to the higher authorities. You know, why do I have to run the stairs? Much as I love, uh, you know, it's clear Jerry was overworking at the dairy and didn't know if this was an assignment, an eternal assignment. You know, that was Jerry's biggest concern. And then Jerry was fixated on the idea that uh, it was an eternal. And then G said, that's a suspect. Jerry's a suspect. And she said he's got the motivation, worried about being a dairy person for eternity, even though the best milk and soothing moving cows if the cows stop mooing, you know, maybe, and I said, okay, so suspect one, Jerry. And she goes, no, 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 because we had a huge stack of letters from that house with the snorer. Uh, ended up there was a woman there, and it seemed, again, like a strange function of the big farm, but she couldn't sleep because of the cows, and she had many, many letters uh, saying, you know, and I said, why would someone have to spend the time in the big farm not being able to sleep because the cows moo so much and so loudly? And G said, okay, put the letters down. And she patted me. And she said, maybe all these, this case is just for you and me. And I said, wait a second, what do you mean? And she said, don't worry, don't think about it too much. Uh, let's just invest it. And I said, okay. So she doesn't like the moves. So she she suspect one, and G said, "Well, it's just a, it's just an order. We're not ordering priority yet." Uh, but she's a suspect because she was asleep. You said as you passed, and I said yes. And, and she was vehement. These letters were very long, very detailed, full accounting of the mooing of the cows, which just seems to be a random, but a very high frequency, especially when you're talking a few hundred cows.
and move levels, move frequency, move. It was it was mind blowing. And there was a, nice, a lot of nice letters actually from the family that lived in the gnome, from their gnome home. A lot of people saying thanks for delivering the milk every day. This is the best milk. We love drinking it. Brings us pleasure. You know, gives us something to look forward to in the morning. Thanks for bringing the milk. Chocolate milks are the best. Uh, we love the glass bottles. Uh, it's so much fun. You know, maybe one day one of the kids was getting old enough. Uh, I think maybe her name was Sally. I didn't, I don't know. But uh, maybe Sally could deliver. And then there was, a, you know, uh, Jerry said, oh, yeah, that'd be great. So we'll train Sally on milk delivery. Uh, he goes, he goes, I don't know. He goes, he wouldn't be, he goes, you got to get up pretty early to deliver the milk. Uh, and people thanking them, people scheduling tours and all, all sorts of stuff. A lot of correspondence. Uh, and I guess it made sense to me why Jerry would have put it in a pile and not really wanted to say, well, there's not much you could do about a lot of this stuff. So I said, all right, gee, so we've got, so I said, what's next? We've got a clue. He said, is this our clue? And she goes, we got to interview the suspects now, uh, Jerry and the snorer. And I said, okay, so those are our suspects. And she goes, she goes, and also double check the note. She goes, go back to that gnome house. There's something I can't quite put my finger on about that. Uh, something I don't like, uh. And I said, okay, so check the gnome, check, go back to the gnome house, too. And she said, yeah. So I said, okay, I'm on, I'm on the case. We're on the case, right, G? And I said, you better get to bed. Uh, and she goes, I'm pretty sure I'm dreaming. She goes, maybe you come. She goes, it's probably better that you come to me and dream so that I could get enough rest for school. And I said, this is so efficient, being in the big farm. And she said, don't, again, just, just go get it. She goes, go interview the suspects. So I headed back, and, you know, I got some rest myself in the morning. I headed out early, and I passed by where the gnome home was. There was no longer a dome. It was no longer a home. It was a dome, a dome, like a dome, and it was quiet. I didn't want to wake anybody up, but I said, well, that's suspicious. Uh, maybe more trickster god activity. I don't know. And then I headed towards the, the snorer's house, and... I was really nervous because I said, well, I don't want to wake this person up, but they've been snoring. And and I think I, like, as soon as I, I don't think I was walking as quiet as before. I was trying to walk quieter because the snoring stopped. And then, the, like, the loud, raised voice came from the home. What are you walking so quietly for? You've woken me. You've gone and woken me up. You know, that kind of thing. And, you know, really, like, I, I said, oh, boy. And I had it, but I said, "Well, I'm on the case. I got to, I got to get. You got to take this off the case." Uh, and so, the, by the time I got to her house, she was standing out front, and I said, "Good afternoon." Good, and she said, "It's morning," and I was asleep. And you're creeping, woke me up. Uh, I had a good night's sleep in years. And I said, "I know. I do know that because I said I've read your letters to Jerry's Dairy." And she goes, yeah, the cows finally stopped mooing, and I finally could get some sleep. Uh, it's a miracle. And I said, it's interesting that as soon as the cows stopped mooing, you fell asleep. She goes, not interesting, you know, because if you read the letters, you know that the mooing, I don't, I didn't like the mooing. And then I, well, I, I said, well, then, like, why didn't you do anything about it? She goes, I did. I wrote letters uh, telling them to stop mooing, fix the mooing. You know, maybe build some sort of, you know, uh, soundproof, um, you know, uh, grazing area and that kind of thing. And like all that. And then I said, oh, she's, uh, it seems like this, this you get, you got the solution you wanted. The cows uh, stopped to take it, stopped mooing. Someone took away their mooing. And she looked at me like I had 50 heads. She said, do I look like I could take away some cows moos? One, two, do you think, she goes, why don't you look inside my cabin? And I looked inside and it was full of meowing cow, cats, not cows. Of course, cows don't meow. But they were meowing and mewing, and less quietly, you know, because they were indoors. 
And he says, interesting, I can't hear the cows meowing from the outside. She goes, exactly, that's the solution I wanted. She goes, my cows aren't loud meowers, but they're my cats. She goes, now you got me saying cows. I got cows on the brain. But I wouldn't take away my cats meows. I just, you know, she goes, I make sure they meow on the inside. And when, you know, on the outside, you know, they meow, but not as loud. They're mostly inside cats anyway. She goes, but I would never take away the cow. She goes, you know, I just took action. Uh, Made me feel a little bit better. And she goes, and to be honest, like, I think she goes, I I got sleep. I got not much else to do. But she goes, I'm sleeping great since these cows stopped mooing. And she goes, what's it to you anyway? And I said, hmm, maybe I shouldn't. uh." And I said, well, I got to go. I said, well, I just would. I said, yeah, well, have a lovely day, ma'am. I hope you enjoy your rest. And then I headed off. I doffed my cap to her, and I headed to Jerry's dairy. And I said, well, suspect too. Sus- you know, the suspicion ended, maybe. And then I started to head back. To, I said, well, I guess it's Jerry. I said, well, maybe it's Jerry. And I started thinking on this walk from uh, the snore to Jerry's dairy, saying, well, this all is a little too convenient. Uh, she wanted the moose to stop. Jerry wanted to stop the dairy. And I said, well, is it, I got, maybe it's just uh, something that happens up here. And I said, no, 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 this is a case. This is a case of the missing moose. If they're missing someone, you can't just say uh, moose. Because I, I started looking at the cows and saying moo. Uh, and Jerry waved to me. And then I kind of tried to think like a cow as I looked at them, and they looked at me. They kind of seemed uninterested, you know, as soon as they knew I was harmless, which didn't take them long. And they were chewing their cut or whatever. And they just looked at me, and I'd say, moo. And they would look at me. And I said, do you want to moo? And then they look at me, and I went, okay. Said, okay, that's not a clue. I guess it's not a clue or anything. But it's got to be Jerry. There's no other possible suspects, so must be Jerry. So I walked over, and Jerry had been watching me talk to the key. He said, what are you trying to get the cow? He goes, I already tried that. I tried telling, showing the cows how to moo. And I said, well, I just was trying to see if they want it. He goes, I go, it seems like they want to moo. He goes, yeah, there's, there's no, they don't have their moos. Uh, he goes, he goes hey, they're gone. I'm closing up the dairy. And I said, well, it looks like you got what you wanted then. Here's your box of correspondence. I read it all, even your letters uh, to the higher authorities. I said, maybe you, they granted your wish. He goes, well, it doesn't work like that. Uh, he goes, uh, I don't think, he goes, hey, he goes, no, 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 this isn't my wish. Uh, it's just what I, and he said, and I said, I've got him. Got Jerry right where I wanted him. And right as I was about to say, your bus. And then I said, well, what do, what do I do? Do I, I said, well, I guess it's to solve the case is its own reward. And I said, Jerry, I, really, I guess I don't have the authority to do anything. I'd like you to return the moose so I could have some chocolate. He goes, I didn't take the moose. And, you know, this was a back and forth kind of thing, but I basically was trying to pin him down and he was just denying it. And then suddenly there became a sound from the direction of the cows and it wasn't a moo, but and Jerry and I looked at each other and then it started coming from the other cows and it was, I said, what is that sound? I said, it's not a moo, it was a oom, oom. Each cow, you know, had a little bit different uh, enunciation of it. Oom, oom. And they said, are they ooming and oming? And Jerry said, I, I think they are. And I said, has that ever happened before? He said, no, no. And they said, he, he said, holy cow, let me let me milk one of the cows uh, really quick and see what happened, what's going on. And he milked a cow, and he served me. And I said, I'm not interested in warm milk. He said, don't worry about it. He goes, this is the big farm. He goes, look at the. And I said, oh wow, 
already ice cold. I said, how's the cow? He goes, that's the glass. He goes, it's a, he goes, it's a cooling glass. Uh, and I drank the milk, and it was delicious. And he said, the cows are back. Uh, I guess that uh, solves that case. And I said, not really, because I don't know who did it. And then I said, let me, can I get some chocolate milk? And he said, yeah, sure, sure. And then we had some chocolate milk. It tasted like chocolate milk. I don't know what that other person was saying. Dark chocolate milk. Chocolate. It tasted like chocolate milk. It was delicious, too. And Jerry said, well, great job. I guess you solved the case of the missing moose. And I said, I don't don't feel like it. Uh, I don't feel like we solved any, anything. It just resolved. I said it resolved. Uh, and he said, well, thanks. Thanks a bunch. Uh, he, go, I go, uh, he goes, yeah, secretly I was hoping the cows would never moo again, so I'd be done here. And he goes, maybe I did think my wishes were answered. But he goes, at the same time, like uh, up here, you just roll with it. He goes, I'll keep working this dairy, and uh, it makes me happy. Uh, and he goes, tomorrow morning when you wake up, there'll be, because uh, as long as these cows keep mooing or whatever they're called, whatever you want to call it, and I said, okay, Jerry, you're intense. Uh, and I headed off, and then I passed. The sn- and who was snoring? But the snoring woman. She was, uh, the ooms and the ohms did not seem to bother her. And I said, well, that's interesting. It was she, we eliminated her. As a, and I said, I better save this for G. And then we, we headed off back towards my place. And in the dome home, it was now a mouse house. It was a giant mouse, a cartoony one, made into a house. Probably with the same issues the family was, uh, the family was, and then the father seemed very harried. He said, be careful what you wish for. And I said, okay. And then I headed back to my place and waited for night to fall and then went and saw G. And she said, tell me everything. So I told her everything, just like I'm telling you, you know, the stuff. I, you know, we, I said, well, here's the news. We got it. I said, we lost our case, but our case, I said, it's not satisfying. And she said, you're right. So she goes, so our suspects are not suspects anymore. As I went over the case, she confirmed she really didn't find any holes in what I was doing. But she had the same unresolved thing as me. She says, "Still doesn't. We still don't know who took the moves, even though they changed them into ooms or ohms or ooms." And she goes, "And someone keeps changing that house." Uh, she goes, "So it's, she goes, it's got to be. Tri-. She goes, it's got to be a trickster god." She goes, "This is your world. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, even me." But she goes, if there's trickster god activity with the family in their home, she goes, either they're suspects or the trickster gods are suspects. And I said, interesting. And she said, I think we're going to have to catch a trickster god or, god, you know, goddess. She goes, I mean, in a general way. And I said, I think it's a neutral. And she goes, it's fine. But uh, she goes, I don't know how to catch a trickster. And I said, I don't think they like hypocrisy. But I, I said, I don't really want to dab. I, go, I don't want to go to the big farm and start dabbling in hypocrisy. And she said, well, I got an idea. We could be honest. Uh, and she goes, I think you should. And this was a long plan. But I'll tell it to you, the short version, because uh, it was inevitable. Because she, she said, what in the name of Encyclopedia Brown? This is what we should do. She goes, I want you to open up your own detective agency or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and she was just to, she was just opening up real quick, slapdash job on your garage, set a table out, uh, and then put, so this is what we started doing. We started working. Luckily, she had a craft paper or whatever, and we wrote a sign that said, uh, case is closed. Case of the missing buttons, closed. Uh, case of the missing moves, closed. And she said, put today's date on there. And she goes, I want you to go out there and sit around and uh, wait for traffic to go by. Put up a sign, open for business. And she goes, that's how we'll catch our trickster god. And so I did so. And I sat out there. And at first the, the family came by because they think it was uh, they, they were going somewhere. 
And they said, so you closed the case in the missing moves? And I said, I, I said, I did, I did. The case of the missing moves was closed, uh, yeah, all solved. And they said, well, how, you know, they, they, the whole family, these kids started climbing on me, playing with, I didn't really have much stuff in my garage, but they were playing with the stuff in my garage. And they, they said, well, how'd you figure it out? I said, well, if, I said, the case is closed. There's no, nothing else to figure out. Uh, cows are ooming, ooming now, ooming. They said, "Oh yeah, our milk's back." I said, "Yeah, we got a glass of milk here for customers only, though. You got any cases to solve?" And they said, "Well, our house keeps changing, but that's because of some trickster god." He goes, "It's not really a mystery." And I said, "It's not a mystery." And they they said, "You know, they were all answering me, which is again mysterious or strange." And I said, yeah, I've been sitting by here all day just basking and closing that case, figuring it out. Uh, and then someone else in the mother said, you haven't figured anything out. And they said, I figured out the case is closed. The uh, case of the missing moves closed. And I said, I, I got all the answers. I'm on the case. I said, just wait. I said, do you want me to put, I said, isn't it a mystery? The case of the changing house. I started, I said, I could fill it out right now on my board and then I'll close it uh, and they they said don't worry about it and I said well I'd, I said do you like having your house change they said, I said, I said, sit, sit, sit down let's have it. I said let me pour you a couple of glasses of milk uh, this is how I like to start out my my cases and tell me what happened uh, your house keeps changing was a gnome and they lost their pay they said don't worry they said you didn't solve the case of the missing moose and I said, the case of the missing moves is closed. The moves are no longer missing. They've been changed into ooms. And they said, they, again, we just kept going back and forth. But I kept playing dumb. I knew G would love this. And I said, the case of the changing house really doesn't have a ring to it. If I'm going to close that case, uh, I said, I guess I could close it right now. Trickster got activity. I guess it would be better if we, uh, if we resolve it to do you want your house to keep changing or do you, uh, and then everyone was arguing the case, they kept telling me the case of the missing moose was not closed. Uh, and I said, well, everybody, I said, it got just enough milk for everybody. And then we can go over how we're going to solve the case of the changing house. But maybe let me walk you through. I've got a partner named G and we were on the case of the missing moose since it first started, uh, two days ago. I was looking for some milk, and I walked, uh, looking for a dairy, and uh, you happened to be in a gnome-like house, and you told me how to find the dairy. And then I crossed the path of the grouchy, snorry woman, who likes cats, by the way, not related to her grouchiness, so her cats really have sweet meows. Met Jerry and Jerry's dairy. And that's when I learned about the case of the missing moose. The moose were missing from the cows. They were gone. The cows couldn't moo. They couldn't make a sound. And because of the moose, we didn't know if the cows could make the milk and if the dairy would make it. And so that made Jerry and his dairy uh, one of our suspects. Also suspicious was the behavior of the, the woman that couldn't sleep. Obviously, she would love to sleep. More minor suspects we revealed in Jerry's correspondence. And as I walked by your home every time it changed, I knew something was going on with the trickster god activity in the area. Uh, but I thought, you know, if it was, it was probably just an obvious answer. Jerry got rid of the moves because he was sick of the uh, thing. But then you talked about wish fulfillment one time when I passed your house. And I thought about the trickster god, but I also thought the trickster god, whoever they might be, whether they might be one person or a group of persons, that they were trying to, uh, you know, show off on their ability. Maybe they were uh, acting out, like, because someone knew, they said, well, they wanted to assert or uh, show their behavior, maybe someone, they knew someone who was in need of a case, someone so full of gratitude for closing their first case. 
that they wanted to make it easy to open and shut a closed case. That's why the case is closed. The case is solved. The moves are no longer missing. They're changed to ooms. And the changing of the ooms kept the milk. And Jerry realized uh, that, uh, you know, Jerry's got to deal with his own dairy. Jerry, It's Jerry's dairy, whether for just this week or forever. And the ooms, uh, the changing of the moves to the ooms may help this woman sleep. They may not. That's not the case I was on. Not the case of the snoring woman awoken by moves. And not the case of the dairy person unhappy with the future of the dairy. The case was the missing moose. But as I realized that Jerry couldn't stop the cows from mooing and that they probably, that, and then and that no human or whatever, I don't know what, like, uh, that, that we couldn't, that she wouldn't, the snoring one woman wouldn't just take the moose away from the cows. That wouldn't be nice. And that Jerry probably wouldn't do it either. That someone else had to do it, and then I thought about the trickster god and wish fulfillment and all these wishes and my wish of a case being closed, closing itself, uh, but without an answer, except for the most obvious answer, that I happen to live down the street from a family of trickster gods, and I don't know, like, uh, that changes the moves from the ooms, uh, so that's why the case is closed, uh. Or is it just one of you? And they all laughed. Uh, and, you know, the, the, it was strange after that, you know, because they, 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 they're trickster gods. Oh, boy. And they said, I'll be careful what I wish for. But I know that you seem like you're the kind of trickster gods that have the best, everybody's best interests at hand. At least it seems like it. Uh, also seems like that gnome home was a nice place for all of you to live because then my house changed to a gnome home and then back to a regular home again. And I said, I don't know, were you just visiting? And then they said, well, we heard you were new. And then they they pulled out a basket, a welcome basket. And they said, we're actually not from this universe, but we wanted to welcome you here. So we got here ahead of, well ahead of you. And they said, you knew I was coming. Then they all laughed again, laughed and laughed. They said, you know when your shoelaces go untied? And then they laughed. They said, like the kids were laughing. Very cute, very cute family. Trickster, trickster family, I guess. They never introduced themselves only by their actions. They said, we couldn't resist. You know, we had to, you know, we had to, we, we, we get a joy out of being known, you know. And I said, I got it, I got it. Case closed, uh. He said, little G was the one who figured it all out, mostly. And I said, I guess if you want to catch a trickster guy, just close their case. And they said, well, then we all had a laugh. And then we drank some milk. And then we went back to their house. And it was a gnome home again. And they showed me the slide. I didn't see it because I was facing the front. But out of the back of the house, there was a long slide. And we had a barbecue, and then we, we, brought, we brought the food from the barbecue to the snoring woman's house, and they've talked about getting her on a regular sleep schedule. And we said, we're going to have a picnic and listen to the cows oom to the moon. And there we spent the night on the grass with Jerry and the trickster family. And, the, you know, the cat woman, we put all her cat, kittens and cats in little boxes so they could meow outside with little blankets. We had a nice night, uh, and the case was closed, and I told G all about it. And she said, well, I don't wish I was there because I don't want the trickster guys listening to me, but it sounds like it was nice for you. And I said, good night, sweetie. Thanks for helping me close the case. Of the missing moose. Good night. Uh, all right, I wanted to thank uh, all the people that wrote reviews over on iTunes. Uh, finally, Sleepy from the USA, but brilliant. Uh, podcast and scooter become my nighttime ritual. It works. I have no idea how, but it works. Finally, sleeping well and looking forward to hanging out with my boyfriend every night. Uh, Brett R. says, boring AF. Uh, it's a great mix of storytelling and background noise. It puts you sleep in no time. 
Barb. I don't know if that's our Barb, the HFS Barb. So I don't think that's the other Barb, but uh, putting me to sleep for months. Uh, thanks to Dear Scooter for my new ability to drift off in 15 minutes. Uh, seldom make it past the introduction into the story. But when I wake up in the middle of the night, I restart the current podcast and not off quickly. Thank you. Uh, Sophie B. put Game Changer. I've been listening for a few weeks now, almost every night. Scooter's a treasure. Podcast a gem. It's everything I knew I needed to get to sleep. I'm a light sleeper, OCD, which uh, makes itself known late at night when I'm trying to sleep with intrusive thoughts, keeping me from falling asleep. But now I turn on the spot, I guess I feel like I'm in a safe place. I have yet to make it to the end of an episode. Testament to how well the show is executed. For anyone skeptical, please listen to more than one. I wasn't sure first either, and now I sing its phrases to anyone who will listen. If it ends up not being for you, you've lost nothing by giving it a try. Uh, thanks so much, Sophie. Uh, how about a, a, a to the a to the berry, a to the berry, uh, keeps the brain bats to the busy. Uh, all my thoughts of loss and uncertainty, and even the physical discomfort of sleeping in a car melts away when I'm sleeping, listening to this wonderfully bo- boring podcast. Uh, I've been dealing with a lot of lack of sleep before training it out. Now I'm back getting enough sleep that I can make better decisions to get my life back on track. Best podcast in the world. Thanks, A to the Barry. Uh, how about Charlie M? It feels like Rick is talking me to sleep. Uh, yeah, they do. I love Rick uh, from Rick and Morty. Who do I love more? Well, Morty, Morty. I don't know if I quite sound, but I appreciate the compliment. I have some uh, severe bouts of insomnia, and this is always a surefire way to put me to sleep. You're interesting, but not too much to make me stay awake. Your voice and the way you say certain phrases reminds me of Rick from Rick and Morty. You love what you do. Maybe because we're both curmudgeons. I don't know. Uh, thanks for doing it. A strange kind of genius, says from Daniel. Scooter's hilarious. A half listen to the meandering ramblings makes me laugh. If I drift in a sleepland, that's what I'm hoping for. This one's Slagbot. I like that Slagbot. Uh, better than Ambien. After a lifetime of insomnia, this has a 95% success rate. Uh, putting me to sleep within 10 minutes of hitting the sheets. Beautiful. Thank you. Uh, how about Merv, M-I to the R to the V? Best podcast to put you sleep when your mind's racing. Been my savior. Always fall asleep when going to bed. Wake during the night. Mind racing. Scoots gets me off. My anxious thoughts lulls me back to sleep. Sometimes 10 minutes, sometimes 45, but I no longer lie awake for two to five, three hours. It's uh, unique and strange and could take some getting used to, but I was hooked right away. Recommend it all the time. Thanks. How about Keelanus from uh, from the UK? They don't like the podcast. They weren't my voice. Uh, tried to like the podcast. Heard good reviews, uh, but I'm sorry, no. His voice is grating, makes a slurred, early enunciated words. He's like the male version of Ariana Grande. I don't think I am, but I appreciate it. Thanks. That's from the UK. And then finally, Nan... Nanda babe, Nanda babe, sounds like something I could dance to or dance with. Brilliant. Uh, struggled to get to sleep and turn my thoughts off for as long as I can remember. Uh, podcast through some miraculous type of magic is able to put me to sleep every time. If you struggle from sleep, give this podcast a try. Well, thank you, and thanks everybody for writing reviews over on iTunes. I uh, couldn't do it without you. Uh, thanks so much, and good night.